Hello, welcome to Abiding Life Ministries. I'm Noah Wells. Today I have with me Shay Wells. Hi. Hello. <laughs> I have Steve Hahn. Hello. Hello. And Steve Reinhardt. Hi, everybody. It's great to be with you again. Yes. You too. You too. All right. I'm going to dive right into it. Um, I think we've talked about this a little bit and thought about it for a while. So um, what does it mean to abide? So what does it mean to abide? So that kind of came up. And then um, I've been asked this recently. Um, a plumber came over the other day. And, and of course, we started talking about Jesus and uh, we were talking about the ministry and he goes, oh, why did you guys, why do you know why your dad called it abiding? And I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, well, that's kind of weird. I don't know that. So I, I reached out to Steve Reinhardt and asked him. And I also asked uh, Tim Lester and they both gave me, I thought, pretty good answers. Steve, do you want to, do you want to first address the one you said to me why you thought Mike Wells yeah, needed abiding. Yeah. And, and honestly, I, um, you know, like I never had that conversation with your dad uh, about why did you call it abiding life ministries? I was, I was around and with him when he formed it. Uh, but you know, the straight up answer is, you know, I don't know, but I have a good suspicion mm -hmm. and it has to do with this little book right here. Mm. Andrew Murray, The True Vine. And uh, at that time, your dad was uh, highly influenced by Andrew Murray and the teachings on abiding the, the vine. And your dad wrote about the vine. And uh, that was um, had a huge impact in your dad's life. Mm. Uh, because I think he, he, up to that point, had some other ideas and teachings and but uh, that were that he didn't give up. But this, this idea that there is a true vine and we're part of it and attached to it uh, had a profound impact on your dad. So I'm guessing that, uh, uh, and it was at that same time that he formed this ministry, Abiding Life Ministries International. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking that this, this message of Andrew Murray uh, about abiding in the vine, and it's really, uh, it's interesting. Um, could I just like read one section? Because what it means yeah. to abide, uh, I I like this. You know, there's a lot of this book I don't really like uh, yeah. because he he mixes like all of us do, uh, working and grace. So it's like mm. you're vine, you're part of the vine, but now you got to really abide to be hang on to it. And then he, it's almost like we were talking about somebody they changed their mind and they mm. said the exact opposite. So in some spots he says the exact opposite so uh, but um so but so he's talking about in this chapter the vine the vine and uh and it kind of uh, as an introduction to our thing it's kind of a kind of maybe a little bit of a downer because he says right off the bat he goes and these are old old school he was he lived in the 1800s how much weary labor is involved in striving to understand what abiding is, which is what we're doing today. You know, so, he, so he's saying like, it's a waste of time to understand what abiding is. How much fruitless effort goes in, goes along with trying to attain it. Well, you know, like it's fruitless to try to abide. Why is this? Because the attention is turned to the abiding as a work we have to do instead of the living Christ in whom we have to abide. Hmm. he himself is to hold and keep us we keep we think of abiding as a continual strain and effort we forget that it just means rest from effort mm -hmm. to one who has found the, the place of his abode hmm. uh, so i re i really like that and i know your dad liked that and that was what it was about to him uh, mm -hmm. rest yeah you know, rest to him was like an incredible work and at, and at the same time a, an incredible maturity i would say mm -hmm. so so i think that's a big uh you know your dad 
named it abiding life but he, your dad was uh, at that time especially i think he was all about the vine uh, and the vine and it's so it's we talk about abiding but abiding doesn't really mean anything to me unless it's what you're abiding in mm. so the, that's the key is what are you abiding in i can be abiding in myself or i can be abiding in you know i like all sorts of different things yeah uh, uh, so and and so so would it be okay if i read tim what tim tim said sure because yeah, that'd be good and then we'll yeah and then we'll see what everyone's opinion is on okay and, and tim and i may be completely all wet uh so and Tim texts, Tim texts funny, so I won't read it literally, I'll just text it, I'll read it like what I think he meant, because he, he doesn't proofread these before he sa sends them out. No. Uh, uh, here's the reason he thinks that uh, Mike named Abiding Life Ministries, Abiding Life Ministries. Uh, simply, he said, because abiding is the foundation, the root, the most basic teaching of Jesus. He told me once, if Jesus himself could not do one single thing as a human being apart from his father, then why do we expect we should emphasize anything more than that? Simply put, it's impossible to be what God designed us to be apart from abiding, remaining in or connected to Christ. I need him constantly, so why shouldn't we name the ministry to point people to the same? Uh, and Tim says this, no, I realize that you are the real live representation of what your pa preached. You're not confident, but yet powerful. You're not learned, but wise. You're not impressive, but you can't be ignored. Why? Because you abide in Christ. You, you have to because you have brought nothing but your brokenness in relationship to the ministry with a heat heart willing to be led. Uh, and, and I really like that. I think Tim's uh, pegged you, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> that, and that's one of the things I love about, you know, being with you. And it actually, it reminds me um, of this, in this book, uh, who, does it, who does this sound like? Uh, Steve, Steve Hahn, can I ask you a question? I'm going to read this quote and you can tell me, you probably know lots of people like this, but <clears throat> maybe somebody here, you know, and sometimes, so Andrew Murray writes, and sometimes it happens that souls who have never been especially occupied with the thought of abiding, abide all the time because they're occupied with Christ. Not that the word abide is not important. Christ used it often because it's a very key to the Christian life, but he wants us to understand it in its true essence. Come out of every other place and every other trust and occupation. Come out of self with its reasoning and efforts. Come and rest in what I will do. Live out of yourself. Abide in me. You know, know that you are in me, you need no more. Remain in me. Remain there in me. Anyway, what do you think, Steve? You mean, do I think of a certain person? Yeah. I think of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> anyway, so how's that for an introduction, Noah? I, yeah, I, I think that's good. Kind of throws a question on our question, but yeah, uh, I think it's uh, I I like that he said that you know that oftentimes maybe the person who abides um, doesn't even think about abiding; they think mm -hmm. about Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that too, Steve. It uh, you know having been going through the mill in terms of well, you need to do this and you need to do that, and these are the steps to these are the five steps to blank. And, you know, these are the six ways to, to do this or that. And you're just striving constantly, mm -hmm. constantly striving. And it's because we don't realize who we are mm -hmm. in yeah. Jesus. And, you know, Satan would always have us work for something we already possess. Mm -hmm. And we possess Christ. And that's who I am. I have mm -hmm. Christ in me. 
and the spirit in me and and I want my spirit to become one with his spirit and you know to me that's it 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 uh all those other things not that they're bad things but that's not the focus all those things should be a medium to point me to Jesus so that I abide even more mm. yeah I like that I know I recently had somebody I was uh, had breakfast with them and they asked me, well, what does abiding mean to you? And it's funny because you, I don't ever think about that. And it kind of like, you know, it kind of makes you go, oh, uh, I better come up with a, <laughs> a good answer here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's my answer? What's it? And really the only thing that ever popped in my hand, into my head was relationship. Yes. And so I said, well, to me, it's relationship. It's walking with Jesus, it's talking with him, it's just inviting him constantly into my life and inviting him to go along with me wherever I go, you know, just at least acknowledging him that he's with me. And I think that was a good enough answer to them, <laughs> to them. But, <laughs> but yeah, it is kind of interesting. I don't ever really think of abiding, but I think I think we're all, uh, we can all agree we do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Long, even when we're not thinking about it, we're doing it still because he's in us, we're in him. Yeah, I think so too. And, and, in, and in the thought just popped into my mind, which will, might get me in trouble, but I've been in trouble so many times it doesn't really bother me. He's like, well, if you were to breathe, like how often do you think you're about breathing, you know? Yeah. yeah. How, how often do you think about like, eating i don't i just eat i don't most of the time it's not like oh i think i better go eat yeah barb's, barb's a lot more conscious about what she eats and healthy yeah. things i'm just more like uh it's part of life uh mm -hmm. and i think being a being uh, do you guys think it's important that we talk about like who or what we abide in oh yeah yeah how, how come because that's the foundation. If I abide in in hate, then you know that's that's not a good thing. <laughs> if I abide in envy and greed and all the deeds of the flesh, you know, or myself, then uh, you know it's not going to be a good outcome. Uh, but if I abide in Christ, because He is the manifestation of God in the flesh. And it's just a beautiful manifestation. You just look at Jesus and you just go, man, that's the way God is. And that is God. Mm -hmm. and, you know, he, he does turn the other cheek. He does forgive. He does love unconditionally. It's not like he doesn't have any expectations. I mean, he wants us to love him also. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it, it's just a beautiful picture of God's glory is Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I first started having this conversation of abiding, my first thought was one more thing I have to do. There's one more thing on the list that now I have to abide. I don't know what that means. I don't love rules. So what does this mean? And the That's, more mm -hmm. conversations we had, the more I realized it was the elimination of the rules. It was the elimination of the to-dos. It was the elimination of the the standards and all, it was just, I get to be, and I get to be with Christ and I get to rest in that. And I think I was thinking about this as you guys were talking, I know a lot in the mom world, which I know you three can't relate to, but in the mom world, and I'm, I'll preface this. I know men think this way too. I'm not saying you don't, but you know, we start thinking, am I a good mom? Am I a good wife? Am I doing enough? Am I loving my kids well enough? Do they, you know, are they happy? Are they going to resent me later? And you start thinking of the, the, all the things I need to do, but really I just need to love my kids and be present. And it's the same thing with Jesus is we can send, we can sit there and go, am I doing enough? Am I being enough? Am I, and we can get caught up in the details, but the reality is, is if you're asking if you're a good enough mom, you already care enough that you're there. Same with, if you're asking yourself, am I a good enough husband? Am I doing enough? Well, are you just loving and resting and where you are right now? And it's the same thing with Jesus. I've thought so many times of like, am I being a good enough Christian? Am I doing the right things? Am I being all of these things when really I get to just step back and abide in him and rest in his love for me. And it's just 
I so simple and one less thing I have to do. It like take, it wipes out the entire to-do list and goes, I just get to love Jesus and he loves me back. And that's how I abide in him. Because when you're focused, it, when your focus is on him, when life gets crazy and things hit the fan, you know that he's there and he's got you. And it's that simplicity and rest in his love for you, which then just took it all away, which is so nice because we have so many other things to think about and to do. And it's so nice to just be able to go, oh, abiding isn't one more thing I have to do. It's what takes away everything I feel like I have to do and I get to just rest. I really like that, Shay. You know, because I used to strive so much to abide, you know, whatever that is. And, you know, strive for God's presence. I, you know, I heard a message a couple of weeks ago about, you know, what, you know, how do you be in the presence of God? And it was doing all these things, you know, and I'm just sitting there thinking like, well, what are you talking about? I, I can't get away from God. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, he's always here. I mean, he's always around. He's, I am in his presence, whether I want to or not, mm-hmm. yeah. now, whether he's happy or not is a different story, but, <laughs> but I can't get away from God. And all I need to do is just seek him. And he's Mm -hmm. there. I mean, he's there whether I seek him or not. And so Mm -hmm. I just rest in that. And it's, it's, you know, it's like, you know, a a man and wife's relationship. I mean, I, you know, my wife's in the house right now. Right. Mm -hmm. And, but I'm not sitting there worried about, boy, you know, well, you know, is she going to accept me or, you know, am I going to, do I need to do this to get her to notice me and all that? I mean, we, we just are, we're one, you know? And so it's the same kind of thing. It, if that makes any sense at all. No, it does. Yeah, Shay, I also liked a lot what you said that it, I don't know if you would call it the act of abiding or the, but abiding wipes out the to-do list. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that uh, it's elimination of the the rules and the to-dos and, and just to be there and rest. And, you know, we might get some feedback on that, that, just well like it doesn't actually do all that but in a sense it in a sense it does so i hope our listeners listen to like maybe maybe we need to replay that again and listen again to what you just said because uh, you there was a lot in that um you know how you described it and what it does the benefits you really described like the benefits of recognizing and i think that's uh, how i would if i were to define abiding i'd use that word recognizing it's just recognizing what's true of my relationship with christ it's like i can imagine myself being a vine on the branch and not ever not ever saying to myself oh my gosh i gotta stay attached i gotta stay attached i got it what if i fall off you know i gotta Mm -hmm. make sure i suck that sap in i gotta make sure i'm growing and i can't i just imagine more of being a a branch on the vine is like oh cool energy coming from the root and from the vine this is Uh nice i'm growing what's happening to me i'm expanding i don't want to do this maybe i want to stay the same and oh my gosh leaves are sprouting out on me and grapes are forming what is going on here Uh i might be kind of curious i might be confused sometimes um but uh, amazed at what's happening uh, effortlessly really effortlessly uh, because I'm just relaxing and and where I actually am and recognizing the truth, the, you know, the, those are facts. I mean, mm-hmm. and I like that you know, know one of the things your dad said um, in this book, the back of it it says is a parable, uh, and, and your dad always in his many of his messages on the vine, he was adamant that well, this is not a parable. This is not uh, what do they call those? What do they call it when you say oh? I can't remember the English word for it, but it's basically, it's like, Jesus didn't say, I am like a vine and you are like a branch. And he said, I am the true vine and you are the branches. So it's not like, you know, this is not like, um, what's the right word, Steve Hahn, for when you say something like, I'm it's a simple English word. I can't think of it either. (laughs) Anyway, 
it's not a homily or a simile, but it's something like that. Anyway, you, the, I'm sure analogy. Our, analogy is not an analogy; it's a fact. So it's not a parable; it's a fact that I'm, I am. He is the true vine. He's the source, right? The source of life. Mm-hmm. I think. It, I think the more we think of the fact of uh, the vine and the branches, the more abiding becomes clear to me uh, mm. that, you know, as a branch, I'm doing what Shay did. I don't have rules. You know, I have life. I have, I'm, you know, the sap flows into me, it goes up one way, comes down another, the bark forms, and I'm just experiencing life attached to the vine without mm. having to do anything other than just remain attached to the vine which is really not my job either just natural oh and i was splitting wood i i thought of this the other i was splitting wood i hope you guys don't mind me blabbing here but i like i love splitting wood and so because of all the holes in my bones i haven't been splitting wood uh or saw cutting but now them they're healing so I went out the other day with my son, Daniel, and we went and saw, cut a bunch of wood on our friend Dee Dee's land and big old, big old logs. And then we brought it home because so, I've got a wood stove here burning. And every time I split wood, one of the things I love about it is, you know, where a branch grows out, you probably wouldn't know this unless you split wood a lot, but the branch of a tree, and I'm guessing the branch of a vine, uh, you know, if you were to look at a log like this and say that's a log, and a branch is coming out of the side of it. Guess where that guess where that branch starts? Take a wild guess. The middle. Exactly in the heart. <laughs> the very heart of the branch of the tree. Uh-huh. You'll see. That's what knots are. You see a knot in a wood. Those are yeah. the branches coming out of the very center of the tree. And so, like, how's that branch not gonna vibe? You know, it's gotta be, it would have to be ripped right out of the heart of the tree mm-hmm. to yeah. not be attached and uh anyway i i was just i'm always every time i split wood i just think oh my gosh that's how tightly we're bound to christ that's Mm -hmm. you know it's like how beautiful that we get to be branches uh attached to the vine the true vine yeah and that's what's so cool i think about god is he teaches us just in the natural of life just like that you're splitting wood you know, I'm just splitting wood. What am I going to learn? And then he shows you that. And it's like, oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah, That's, <laughs> that's what I love about having a living God and showing us things like that and just day to day life. Jay, you wanted to say something? Well, I was just going to say, you know, we were kind of making it sound a little bit like, oh, we just we abide and we're in him and he's in us. And it's this beautiful thing. Well, it is beautiful, but life is still hard. And even when you're abiding, I don't want people to think maybe I'm not abiding enough because things are still hard. Maybe I need to abide more. Maybe I'm not abiding right. And maybe it's just me that thinks this way. I'm the girl who prayed the salvation prayer 15,000 times because my life was still crap and I was confused. And so I just kept, maybe he didn't hear me. And I think sometimes (laughs) when you hear people and they're talking about abiding of like, you get to just do life with Jesus and you get to just like rest in knowing him. That doesn't mean that life gets easier. It doesn't mean that he doesn't allow you to go through trials. It doesn't mean that things don't still get really hard, but through those hard times to rest in his love for you is where it's really cool. And where you can really deepen that relationship with Jesus through the hard times. And so I just didn't want people to think like we're talking how awesome abiding is and how it is, how simple it is. Cause it is simple, but when life gets hard, I know for me, it's hard for me to abide in Jesus when life is hard. So I didn't want people to think, Oh, I'm going through this trial. Maybe I'm not abiding. Right. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm not doing so, it. So shake. Can I ask for clarification? Cause I, I think what you're saying is so important. Um, when you say something's hard, are you talking about, like, give us some examples. Um, okay. Our 11-year-old has horrible anxiety. And to the point that she, the other last week, was screaming in the car on the way to school, crying, sobbing. I can't do this. I can't do this. Like, 
flips a switch. And I'm sitting there going, am I a terrible mom? Did we do something wrong? Why is she acting like this? What is happening? And whenever Ainsley, her anxiety gets high, our marriage gets a little bit further and further apart because we're worried about her. And then we worry about the kids. And then, you know, there's, that gets really hard for us. And it's easy for me, and I won't speak for Noah, but it's easy for me to just be mad at God that he hasn't healed our kid, that we've been praying that God would heal her anxiety for four years now. And that time is really hard. And it's hard for me to go to God and say, your will be done in this because that's my child. And it's hard for me to not go, are you kidding me? Do you hate me? Are you, or did you forget about me? Do I need to pray the salvation prayer again? Like, or you're, am I not doing enough? Yeah. Am I, I not doing in? enough? Have I, man, I don't think I've prayed enough in the last week. Is that why she's struggling? Is God's trying to get my attention through my kid? I start kind of spiraling. And then after a couple of days, I go, okay, but she's not really mine. She's on loan from God and I can only do as much as I can. So I'm going to switch my focus to him while still trying to be a good mom. But the tornado is still going. The hardship is still going. I can still focus on God and life be in turmoil. It just makes that turmoil a little less consuming when you focus on him and know that he has a plan for you, even though you have no idea what it is. I don't know why she struggles so bad. I don't know why it affects everybody in this house, but it's not my answer to know right now. But what I can do is focus on him. Thanks for, thanks for clarifying that. And, and for, for me and our listeners and probably thinking of uh, my own experience, I would say you you could throw in their relationship problems, money problems, Mm -hmm. Um, people problems with them um, with our church or with one another yeah. Um, yeah. job yeah. problems yeah. job yeah job problems Car- your, your your dad said something that i always disagreed with he said something like if you get you know if you're biting christ you get less flat tires i thought that was the opposite of that oftentimes i had more <laughs> flat tires uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and so i th- i think that um all those things are um realities of life. And so uh, the reason I ask if you could clarify what's hard is um, I think as we go through those um, normal circumstances of life that everybody goes through, you know, sickness, illness, um, anxiety, depression, all the normal things that we as people experience, uh, what abiding does for me is uh, it gives me, uh, it gets rid of the to-do list that was running in your mind, Shay, mm-hmm. and all the, and all the questions, uh, and then lets me like a branch on a vine. It lets me feel the, lets me feel the storm. I feel it. I experience it. I move around with it. I, I feel that wind and the rain and the, my, maybe I'm losing some needles. I experience it, but I still have the stability. I have the, um, I'm anchored to that. I'm anchored to that vine and I'm not going to, you know, if the whole vine blows over, well, I'm sunk. Uh, (laughs) But as long as I'm attached to that vine, which is not my job, I, Mm -hmm. I can actually rest. And even, and and then I can become kind of curious as like, well, what's going on with Ainsley? I don't actually know. And what's Mm -hmm. going on with me and God? I don't, I don't actually know. I, but what I do know is I'm attached. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I've got an anchor. I'm standing on a rock that's immovable. And the whole world around me is falling apart. I mean, we've all experienced that this mm-hmm. last few years. The whole world's like upside down and backwards. Mm-hmm. And as we go through it, I think for me, abiding is just me kind of like looking at the North Star. It gives me, looking at Christ makes everything else makes sense it doesn't change the you know the fact that the climate's changing and the tides are different and the glaciers are melting and all the things that are out of my control it doesn't change my environment but it gives me 
a sense of where I fit in the whole thing. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah. 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 So I'm looking at, so it gives me a, a point to navigate by, navigate mm -hmm. all those storms of life by. He does. He, it's him because it's not a, it, it's mm -hmm. Jesus. It's Jesus himself. Yeah. And I think that's, that's kind of a, a key. I think Steve is that, you know, we talk about focusing on Jesus, you know, we want to focus on Jesus. And I know Mike gets to say on this hand, I have Jesus and on this hand is everything else, basically all my problems, my issues, even my victories. And if I focus on these things, then I'm going to become undone eventually. But if I focus on Christ, then I can rest. Mm -hmm. But what does that mean to focus, you know, focus on Christ, focus on, you know, a spirit essentially. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, so, and so for me, it's really just recognizing, as you said, and acknowledging that I have a God, that I, it's not a God, it's the God, mm -hmm. and uh, that he's for me, and that he loves me. And mm -hmm. it is that relationship. <laughs> it's, it's not some abstract thing, although it is an abstract relationship, but it's a real relationship. Yeah. And, and, you know, we experience him every day. Uh, and I just have that confidence. I have that faith that uh, I have the God. And, mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, I really liked, you know, what you said, Shay, because we all face those kind of struggles. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I had a I had a son who had severe dyslexia, you know, like Noah, and, and it was brutal for him mm -hmm. in school. Uh, he was the dumb kid, you know, and he's not dumb at all. But mm -hmm. but kids are brutal. Mm -hmm. And they just, they're, you know, I mean, just what they do to other kids is just really hard to watch, especially mm -hmm. when it's your kid. Yeah. And yet, you know, you ask God and you say, well, you know, you know, this isn't very fun for him. No. And so, uh, and as a result, it's not very fun for me, you know? And mm -hmm. so, you know, to say that there's something in it for me takes a lot of faith. And there is, there was something in it for me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I can, I can talk about that for a long time, but, but, you know, I have the God and, you know, we have a good relationship and he loves the Lord. And so mm -hmm. it's, it's a, you know, I, I look back and I go, you know, thank you, Lord, for, for doing what you had to do for both him and for me. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I'm not saying it always works out that way. It, it depends on the person and it depends on, you know, choice. Mm -hmm. But uh, I just want to make sure that I choose Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there is one other thing I want to say and that that, uh, you know, I'm a thinker. And so for me, uh, this, this word abide, you know, it's just a bizarre word. I'm sorry. It's not a word that we really use in our English that much. And it's kind of a King James word, you know, and, and so being a thinker, you know, I, you know, I'm not a Greek speaker, but I, you know, I, I can use a Greek lexicon and I can use a Greek word study. And I look at Thayer's lexicon and Zodiotti's word, word studies and those kind of things, you know, because I want to know, well, what, what is this word? You know, what, what does this mean? What, I don't I don't get it. Abide, you know, it's just bizarre. And it turns out that the word is translated, at least in the new American standard, it's, it's translated to nine different English words. And, but most of them are either remain, stay, or abide those mm -hmm. three and it's interesting because it's in it, there's kind of three states or three conditions that the word is used and it's uh basically in number one in reference to a place you know where jesus said you know when he heard that lazarus was sick he stayed there that's the same word abide you know he stayed there uh it can be in reference to relation to a person in relation to time. And so I know in, in John, it says the world's passing away and also it's lust, but the one who does the will of God lives forever. Same word. 
Mm. Same Greek word that that we that is translated to abide, live. Another one is continues, you know, because he continues forever. Same word. It mm. doesn't end. So it's relation to time. And but the last one is the one that was interesting, that it can be in a state or condition. And so it's the relation in which one person stands with another. Mm. And that really is is the majority of how John used it, because John is the, the writer who uses it a lot in, 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 in the gospel of John and also first, second, third John. He mm. uses that word a lot. The Greek word, which we translate into abide, as well as stay and remain and continue and live and endure. You know, all of those words are the same Greek word. Well, so what? What does that mean? Well, well for you thinkers out there, that's, that's where that is, what that means. And, and it is a strange word for us, but, you know, what's the application in terms of place, time, and state is that it's the place I want to be, is that dwelling with Jesus and in him. And it's, and what, you know, in, in relation to another person is, I want to be there continually. And it's interesting that this, this, this verb that's used, uh, the Greek verb, which is meno, is that it's it's a certain tense, and I'm not going to get into all that garbage and you know grammatical stuff because it's it's a nightmare, especially in Greek. But but what I thought was really interesting is that the command it's 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 a command or entreaty not to do something in the future, not something you did in the past, but it's something to do this very moment, right now. Mm-hmm. And it's always right now. And so if I'm abiding in Christ, if I'm remaining or staying or continuing any of those things in Christ, it's great. But, but if I move out of that, well, what's the command? Abide, which is come back right now, right now. Doesn't matter what the past was. Doesn't matter what the future is going to be. It's just right now. Mm-hmm. So I like that in, in relation to time. And then in the state or condition we want to be with, it's, it's, it's really to remain in or with someone. To be and remain united with them in heart, mind, and will. And it, it's kind of equivalent to remaining steadfast and persevering in something. But I like that. The Zodiati said that. He said, to be and remain united with him in heart, mind, and will. It's kind of like that when my spirit, because I think we ignore our spirits. We're so focused on his spirit, we ignore our spirit. But it's my spirit that abides in his spirit. Mm. And it's not my soul. It's not my mind, emotions, and will, although my spirit controls my mind, emotion, and will, as opposed to my mind, emotion, and will controlling my spirit. It, it's, it's kind of this struggle that goes on. And, and, and therefore, I want to be in the spirit, and I want my spirit to be one with his spirit. And to me, that's abiding. And mm-hmm. in, in, the, in the, the troubles and the problems and, and all the stuff that we go through, it, to me, that's just the ups and downs of life. And that's what we do. We abide. And through those things, through those ups and downs of life, we recognize who we are in him. Mm-hmm. And, and, and everything that we have in him. And it's, you know, as we've said before, we learn in contrast. And mm-hmm. so those ups and downs are things that the Lord uses in our lives to teach us to abide. And it's a learning process. It's not mm-hmm. something you snap your fingers and just go, okay, today I'm going to abide and I'm, I'm good to go. And I never have to think about or worry about that anymore. Right. Okay. What's next? At least that's not my experience, but it's something I'm learning every day through all the stuff that, you know, like Shay talked about. And I love that because that's, that's, that's real life. That's real Christianity mm-hmm. is dealing with those issues and, and, you know, bringing the Lord to the table when we, when we go through those things. Yeah. I like that. Steve Reinhardt, you got something? 
Looks like you got something to say. I always have something to say, but that doesn't mean it's valuable. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to just um, jump on what Steve Hahn just said. Um, he's, you know, he started off with the foundation of that. Uh, I have the true God. I have the God. Mm -hmm. and, and I love hearing that. And, yeah. and I'd like to just add on, and he has me. Mm -hmm. And he has me. And the, and there's and in that abiding, I like how you explained that, Steve. Abiding in terms of a place, a person, a time, a state, or a condition, and in the place, and in the person of Jesus, and and throughout eternity, we, and and we have that 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 state and condition of being having him and him having us and and that we're cl that close and that i don't have to you know i don't have to worry about being one spirit with him because it's a fact amen it's a fact and, and even with all the stuff that goes on in our lives and um you know the crazy kids our kids and then our parents and then you start raising your parents and your and and the relationships we have and the things the the, the burdens we bear um it's it'll and i'm going to co contradict myself it's hard and yet jesus said come to me why my burden's easy you know and so in a sense it's hard but it's easy and i think that's the thing that's kind of confusing about what we're talking about is like mm -hmm. yeah, yeah it is hard until it's not hard and then it's easy and it's like what was i carrying that burden for yeah uh, you know, and and steve as you were describing what it means to abide as a place and a person a time a state or condition i what popped into my mind was the prodigal son he, he just came home you know he he had he never lost anything and mm -hmm. he, he just came home and and he just abode and so i love that you know that and i've come home lots of times uh and still come home i wander around and then come home was like wow I, I, I and i said to myself the other day oh i'm back yeah i love i love being home you know i just got back from mexico last week and it's like you know i really like mexico i like the food mm -hmm. i got montezuma's revenge got knocked down by the waves on the beach <laughs> went to my favorite market in the whole world and then i came home and i was happy i i and so i think for me, that's kind of my experience of abiding is uh, if I were to ask, and I asked some friends of mine last week is like, you know, I know all sorts of things about you, but like, where's the place in the world that you feel most at home? Mm. And I think in a sense, that's kind of what we're talking about is that Jesus is that place and Jesus is that person. Uh, even though we, we have all sorts of other experiences, uh, I can come home and enjoy being home mm -hmm. yeah and, and and it doesn't really bother him when i go out the door and wander around and come back because uh, he's with me uh, so anyway that, those are some of the thoughts that popped into my mind as steve was telling us really what it means to abide because what he what you were saying steve made so much sense a place a person a time a state or condition is like right on and and it but you know you didn't say anything about like circumstances you didn't say anything about like troubles uh, but we know those are all there those are kind of like the mm -hmm. content they're the context they are how we abide you know it's like you would like you know a funny thing about mike wells was he didn't like picture frames he didn't uh he so he would get these pictures we'd be shopping somewhere in a market and what are you going to do with that? Going to like tack it to the wall? He goes, oh, I hate picture frames. And I think, but the picture frame gives us context. And so the picture frame of Brown abiding uh, is trouble and struggles and kids and parents and poverty and war and sickness and disease. That's the frame that goes all around this. But at the center of the picture is the vine and us attached to the vine. Uh, so, and I wouldn't want to get rid of the frame, uh, which mm -hmm. is all those troubles we have. Yeah. Anyway, I've been blabbing. No, we really haven't heard from you. 
and you're the guy who abides without thinking about it. So I, I oh, look, I, we're out of time. Uh, sorry about that. No, no way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't keep it quiet that I struggle on a daily basis, but, you know, I definitely, I always have this picture in my head when I, because I, in my mind, I crawl a lot in life. I'm not a walker, I crawl. And sometimes I scoop myself along just to get to the next day. But I always had this picture in my head when I'm crawling that Jesus is next to me crawling with me. Mm. He's not standing above me, you know, walking me around like a dog. He's actually sitting there right down with me, crawling with me, you know, having the hardship with me. And I think that's I really do believe he is doing that with all of us. And I think that's what's so beautiful about inviting him in to your struggles, um, to the pain. And I mean, just to be an open book, you know, like I text these guys a while back and just said, hey, I'm dealing with depression again. And, you know, I don't know why that comes up. It does. And it was actually, it was freeing for me to do that because usually I would just kind of keep that to myself and, you know, just not say anything. Yes. Do I go to God? Yes. I go to God on that, but still it doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. It's still there. It's that if anyone has struggled with depression, it's a terrible feeling. You just don't know. And you, and you would do anything in the world to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Like, God, you want me to do a work? I'll do a work right now. <laughs> just to get it, you know, give me an hour of free, you know, and, but he doesn't do that. At least he doesn't do that with me. I I sit in that depression, but I sit it in with him. But when I, when I text these guys that, man, I felt like this overwhelming feeling of shame of, man, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be admitting that to people that you struggle that hard, you know, and it was a weird thought process and I you know it really started bringing tears to my eyes because I thought man there's like something seriously wrong with you (laughs) but at the same time I mean their love back to me was very encouraging to me and just and they weren't trying to fix me Mm -hmm. and that's what I really appreciate about you guys is I'm reaching out to something and you're not, you're not trying to go, Oh, go for the, do this Noah, or maybe you need to take this course or maybe you uh, read this part of your Bible or do, you know, maybe go back to church or, you know, you just, you guys didn't do anything like that. You just loved on me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the beautiful part about relationship. And I think that goes in with God as well. It's just, God's given me love, even though I'm still in it. I'm still in it right now. And I, now I'm dealing with some Disney dizziness thing right now. I've been dizzy like this whole time this podcast has been going on. I'm trying to like stay, you know, like, Oh, I'm trying to figure out what's going on, but that's okay. I still invite God into it. I still want to see what he has for me. And I think when my dad used to say, you know, the problems and then focus, focus to me, people always ask me that. What, what does focus mean? Focus to me is just, Hey God, what's up? <laughs> you know, as sometimes as, as much as I can muster up in a day is, Hey God, is that's to me, that is focus on him. And is the problem still there? Yes, absolutely. I am still crawling. I'm still scooting. I'm still doing an army crawl sometimes just to try to get there. And sometimes I don't do anything. I just curl up in a corner, but I know God and Jesus is there with me as well. And I, you know, I had this thought too, when you guys were all talking, I thought, you know, what age does God expect us to abide in him? Like, is there a special age that you finally get to where abiding is, you know, just comes so now, well, he made it so easy. A child can come and follow him. So to me, doesn't that mean that a child can abide I mean, he made it that simple. And that's why I think everyone's talking about, we don't really have to do anything. It just comes natural, right? As soon as Jesus comes into us, we do it very natural. It just happens. And then, of course, he kind of brings us along the ways and shows us how to do it more. But because 
when we get older, we like to add more garbage to our lives, <laughs> you know, except when we were kids. So, I mean, what do you guys think of that? What I just said at the end there or nothing. Yeah, I think you're right on target. I think the, you know, I think the process of maturity is actually becoming more childlike. So mm -hmm. it makes sense to me. Sense yeah, to me is like, I, I think of the most mature Christian I know or have ever known or, and what I want to be is like, um, you know, a little baby crawling up in his father's lap and just sitting there and join, uh, join that instead of mm -hmm. having to like, and instead of like having to be out like playing football on the f football field or kicking the soccer ball and looking over to see if I'm watching and, and, and then giving them attaboys, uh, yeah. but just getting younger actually in my mind, will, emotions, and spirit, and just crawling up into his lap as a mm -hmm. infant, actually, yeah. Yeah. and in, and just enjoying the warmth of his body and presence and, you know, his spirit in me. So that's, I think you're right on track. Biting's not hard. Mm -mm. Uh, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, like eating your favorite food. Yeah. But we, but we want to make it hard because then we can like maybe take a little glory. It's like, whoa, whoa I'm abiding. Yeah. I, I, cool. I abided. I got cancer and I abided. Woohoo. Oh my gosh. I'm going to pat myself <laughs> exactly. on the back In, instead of just going, you know, like, well, that's, you know, if somebody, if somebody offered you like something that would be super helpful, uh, like in my case, like uh, a medicine that would help you get over cancer and you said, oh my gosh, that I'm going to have to really work at taking those pills. You know, the, taking those two pills every day is like, oh, that's really tough. Inst yeah. Instead of just going like, wow, medicine, you know, medicine, <laughs> this is really yeah. great. Medicine. I get, there's something that actually works. Yeah. I don't know. Those are just things that I'm thinking of. No, I like, I like the idea that we can be kids yeah. and that, that it's simple enough for a, a child and maybe we make it too hard. Mm -hmm. probably, probably there haven't been any 10 year olds. Well, maybe besides Steve Hahn, who asked about what abiding means, but uh, there probably there probably are some smart ten year olds who would ask that. Uh, yeah, true. But I was asking what the meaning of life was at ten. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Welch, I remember that. What did you find out? <laughs> he said all that. Oh yeah, okay. Well, you want to play basketball tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and I think it, and still with abiding, I think it probably I could be wrong on this, but it seems like it's an easy way to judge each other too. If you see someone struggling, you think, oh, they're just not abiding enough. People who like yeah. to judge. I don't judge people as <laughs> Jesus. Because we all still go through crap even when we are abiding. And Steve, when you were just talking just now, I was like, so it's almost like one of those, like if you're thinking about it, you're not doing it kind of things of like, if you're sitting there and you're like, am I abiding? Am I abiding? Is life okay? Then you're probably not abiding because you're sitting there questioning yourself. But when we're in that purest form of relationship with Jesus, it just comes so natural. It's almost like you don't even think about it because you're just having that relationship with them. And it's so simple. It's like loving your kids. You still love them. You don't think about if you're loving them that day, you just naturally love them. You just naturally, I, Emily walks in the door. How was your day, honey? I don't think I got to ask her how her day was. I have to ask her how her day was because that's me loving her. I just naturally ask her, Hey, how's your day? I just naturally love my kids. And I just feel like yeah. it's really in us to abide. That's yeah. Good. So I'm going to challenge that thought because I knew, uh, I knew he would. I, yeah. knew, you I would. knew something was coming up there. <laughs> just because, just because, so let me ask you this. You love your daughter, right? Yep. Do you love her any less when you're saying to yourself, oh, I need to ask her how her day was? No. There you go. <laughs> and, yeah. and the person and the person who's asking themselves, am I abiding? Am I abiding? Am I abiding? Do they, are they abiding any less? Mm -hmm. Are they attached to the vine any less than the guy who says, well, abiding, what does that even mean? Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I think not. I think that we we don't want to set the standard so high that we miss it. Mm -hmm. um, we want to be able to say, my gosh, we got to, we have the God 
who keeps us attached to the brand, you know, who made us one, actually. He doesn't even keep us attached. He's like, I am a part of the vine. I'm a part of the vine. I'm a branch on the vine. I'm actually a part of it. Uh, and no matter what I do, that nothing changes that. Mm-hmm. We, we would, you know, we would like to challenge that thought, but, and, and I'm sure we will have some listeners that challenge that and bring us up to the, like the part where, Oh, if they don't bear fruit, they're chopped off and cast into the fire. And uh, no problem. Uh, you bet if that happens, you know what? I have got, uh, I, I trust in the vineyard, the guy who's taking care of the vineyard to do the, uh, mm-hmm. do what needs to be done. It's mm-hmm. those branches, uh, you know, when they're pruned, the, I've asked, a, I asked a guy in a vineyard in Italy one time, he was like, what do you do about, like, how do you, what's your rule for pruning? He goes, prune everything back because that gives you the biggest harvest cut them cut everything back to the vine mm-hmm. uh, and that gives you the biggest harvest and uh, so if you prune a lot you get a lot of grapes and so i'm guessing like pruning is like part of being part of the vine you know it's like mm-hmm. you, there, might, there might just be like a little teeny stub of a branch left of me in some mornings when i wake up <laughs> and, but it's i'm still attached to the vine i'm a yeah. branch on the vine so I, th- I think I, I would want to just be able to say, you know, wherever you're at in your life, there's a perfect opportunity to recognize mm-hmm. our oneness with Christ. Yeah. We don't have to do anything different. We just, it's just that. And that would be what I would call focus. I have vision problems. So focus makes sense to me. It's like, it really makes sense to me. I got vision problems. And when things are out of focus, it's frustrating. You stumble and fall down and do all sorts of, you bang your head against things, about knock yourself out. Uh, mm-hmm. Noah was with me in Alaska when I did that at the Jensen's cabin. Uh, yeah, that was bad. So focus, focus I, I like focus. And focus to me is I just recognize, okay, I'm recognizing I'm, I'm, I'm attached to the vine. Mm-hmm. All the hills breaking loose up around me. My kids are, you know, I may not, I may or may not say something harsh to my kids instead of loving to my kids. Um, I'm still attached to the vine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have to do any or everything right or wrong. I'm attached to the vine. And that's to me what abiding is all about. It's not about me. It's about the vine. Mm-hmm. And the vine uh, is my source for energy, life, love, joy, peace. When all hell's breaking loose around me. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so I like what you said. Except for, I want to just add to it, it doesn't really matter what you're thinking or saying to yourself, you're still attached to the vine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, and I agree. I think a lot of people think that way. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think as soon as you accept Christ, you're on the vine. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're there. And you're, you're getting life instantly. So I liked what you said there, Steve Reinhard. But I could be all wrong. And and we might we get good feedback from our listeners to tell us and correct us and challenge our thoughts. And that, and that would be great. Noah loves getting critical feedback. Yeah. Yeah. As a feeler, I just love it so much. So bring it on. And and I like it too, because I like to learn from it actually. So, because we do make mistakes. Yeah. Steve's Uh, teaching me that I'm, I'm getting better at it. We'll see. But yeah, if you do want to email us, Noah at abidinglife.com. Does anyone else have anything to add before we end this? No, I've already done enough. I've done enough damage. (laughs) All right. Um, Shay, would you like to say anything about the upcoming podcast? Sure. We now, we just launched an Abiding Life Women's podcast as well. Um, So that should be depending on when this podcast released, the intro podcast should be out. So you should at least be able to get that. And then it's basically um, a space for women to come and tell their stories and what God has done in their life. And so same concept as this podcast, um, still abiding life, but just more geared towards women. Sorry, guys. Can men listen to it if they want to? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Men can still (laughs) listen and, um, we'll be doing some marriage things over there as well. So it'll all be in the same place that people can find these podcasts. 
you don't have to search any other places or anything like that, but just know men, there is an option for women too. So if you find yourself, you know, hearing a bunch of women talking, that's where you are. Are you still going to be on these podcasts with us? Yes, I still Okay. All right. We shall see. Just as much as you'll be over on Mm. the women's podcast. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So. All right. Well, thank you to the listeners. Thank you, uh, Steve Hong, Steve Reinhardt, always for your openness and honesty. So I appreciate that more than you'll ever know. Um, Thank you, Shay. Thank you. And thank you to the listeners. And if you need anything, email us. Comment on the um, YouTube channel and we'll we'll do a podcast again soon. Love you guys. Thanks. Thank you.